Welcome to the DCCC Youth Podcast. This podcast is the conclusion of our series on love in 1 John, I Heart, and features teaching on loving others. Tonight we're going to talk about um, loving others. We'll be doing John, the series in John, I Heart. Obviously you have it at the top of your paper about learning about love. And the first one we learned about was don't love the world. Um, just going through John where it said, um, these are the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. <laughs> um, and we talked about the, how the world, you know, really the things that it offers us, it, they're not going to last. In Job, um, he says, naked I came into the world, and naked I will return, <laughs> I will exit from it, basically. Saying that, you know what, you can't really take it with you. And so the world, the things it offers you, whether it's success or ambition or money or, you know, whatever, unless it's something like friendship or, or you know, something where you're investing in people, it's not going to last. And so, like, flashy things, they're really good and they can make us happy for a little while, but they're not going to satisfy us. And then we talked about um, loving God. What does it mean to love God? How can we love God? And the thing we talked about was, and John says, if you, if you love him, you'll obey his commandments. Um, and if, if you disobey his commandments and you say that you love God, and that makes you a liar. And really, how do you, what's the secret to knowing God? It's not really a secret at all. You know, you just have to put in the work. Just like if I want to get to know Stephanie better, I have to talk to her. I have to spend time getting to know her. The same is true with God. If you want to have a relationship with God, you have the Bible, you can read about Him, learn more about Him, and you can pray. And those are the things, and it's really like a lame secret, but if I, I just know so, many, know so many people who are like, I want to be closer to God, but I don't know how. Well, if God's your priority, then you will you will be closer to God. And if you don't feel love for God, you know, sometimes doing those things, um, reading the Bible, praying, spending time, prioritizing your time with God are what it takes, you know, because after a while you start to get those feelings. They come afterwards. Um, and then we talked about God's love and what that means, about forgiveness and being free, um, and God's love is shown in Jesus. And so to, tonight we're talking about loving others. And when we talk about in the book of John, um, this always, almost always comes after, uh, almost always comes after anything where it says uh, something about loving God, and then it says love your brother afterwards. Um, I appear to have lost one of my papers that I had a bunch of verses on. But if you look on yours, the the thing we're starting with is First John two nine through eleven. It says, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother lo- lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. So that's pretty harsh. <laughs> um, I talked before about how John is pretty harsh a lot of times, where he says, you know what, if you say this but act a different way, you're a liar. And the one big one that comes up here is if you say that you love God, but you, you hate your brother, you don't love your brother, you're a liar. So what does this mean for us? Um, it, it basically, if you're going to put it into like a single statement, is that love for other people, and it doesn't have to be like kissy, huggy love, but like treating other people well, loving other people, is the only visible proof that you have that you love God. When you think about that, that's kind of crazy. Like, because let's say I'm like, oh, I love God so much. I want to be a missionary. Blah 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 blah. And then I'm just a jerk to you all the time, April. 
<laughs> like, of course, you're all going to be like, he's an idiot. Like, if he, if he loves God and it doesn't make any difference. Well, the answer really is that I'm a liar. That's what the Bible tells me. Is that if I, if I say that, but then I don't love my brother, I'm a liar. It's not that, oh, God's love didn't change me. It's that I don't really know God. Um, and, and I think that's a really important distinction. We talked some about how, like, you know, you don't earn your salvation, but it's something that comes when you are saved, you do have good works. And that's really what John's saying here. And one of the big things that you're going to see when you know God is that you're going to love others. Um, and that is um, one of the, the big things we want to talk about here. I am actually bringing up the other hand out just a second. Um, but when we're thinking about this, I have three points about what loving others is. Um, first of all, I say loving others is a response. So the first blank is a response. Loving others is a response. In 1 John 4:19, it says, "We love because He first loved us." You now you see this verse a lot. You'll hear this a lot. Um, I think there might even be like an old hymn that says. We love him because he first loved us, or whatever. And a lot of times people get this little mess up in their mind in church because they say, we love him because he first loved us. Well, that's not what it says. <laughs> what does it say? We love because he first loved us. And it's actually not even really talking about loving God. We don't, it's not, we love Jesus because he first loved us. It's talking about loving other people. It says, we love at all. We love anything because he first loved us if anyone says I love God yet hates his brother he's a liar is what I just said isn't it say that like ten times what it says that like ten times yeah I know you might be sensing a theme <laughs> here um, for anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen can't love God whom he hasn't seen he's giving you this command whoever loves God must also love his brother so this is kind of logical right <laughs> if you can't love the people that you see how can you love God who you can't see? It's, again, it's the only visible proof you have that you love God is by loving others. And this means like your little brother or sister or your little sister. Your friends. Your friends. Whoever. Like people who are jerks to you. Like this especially applies in church but it's everything. You know, your brother is your another person in this world basically. Um, love is a response. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about there's two basic responses you can have when someone treats you badly. Um, a good one and a bad one. <laughs> right? So someone treats you bad, badly and the bad response is called revenge. Right? And I was reading, trying to find a story to come up with that illustrates this. And I couldn't think of a real good one in my, my own life, but I was looking through some stuff online. And there was this great story, true, about these brothers, this one brother sent his, his other brother this birthday card that was kind of mean for his birthday, just as a joke. The other brother got really mad. And it just kind of, and he sent him five cards that were like that. And then it just kind of escalated more and more and more. And one day, one of the brothers like went out and in his yard there was like a, a huge steaming pile of poop. <laughs> and then, so as his revenge, he's, he somehow like rented an elephant and tethered it in his brother's front yard. And so it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just crazy, you know, like, it's never ending. And so it just goes back and forth. He treats you bad, you treat him. And then it, it, it's revenge. It doesn't make sense. Wait, so they're, they're not like little kids. They don't live no, 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 no. They're like, they're like old. 
Yeah, that would be a pretty awesome little kid that could rent an elephant. Um, but so when you do revenge, it just keeps going back and forth. You don't get anywhere. But that is one kind of response. The other response is love. It's forgiveness. And I have a, a clip from a movie. It is a little longer than we normally do. It's from Les Miserables. You're familiar with it? Musical is great. Is there blood in it? There's not blood in it. Aww. The musical is great. Have, have you seen any of you seen this movie? Yeah, it's all it's all it. yeah. <laughs> the one with Liam Neeson, the nineteen ninety eight one. It's the one the that you have. Most the one that I have? Yeah. Oh, the one that you know I have. Yeah. You s- yeah. Oh, did you watch it at my house? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about that one. Yeah. I was confused. Um, yeah, yeah, there's like 20 versions of the movie, but because um, it's an old story. But I wanted to, to show you part of it, and I just want you to be thinking about this thing that love is a response as you're watching this, and just be thinking about this, and thinking about how... Focus, focus. Share the jelly beans. Um, be thinking about how love is a response as you're watching this movie clip, okay? And how that how that relates to what we're going to watch because there's several different things about it that relate. Um, for Stephanie, Stephanie, have you seen this movie? She's bad news. Do you know what it's about at all? It's about the French Revolution. It is about the French Revolution. I think of blood flying everywhere. There is some blood later in the movie. But <laughs> the it's actually, it is, but more it's about a man uh, and, and a woman. And a wo- not really a girl. Well, there is a woman. Yeah. Like a but it's, it, it centers around, around this man, Jean Valjean, and you'll see him at the beginning. He's a convict, and you'll hear why he got... This is like the very beginning of the movie that you're going to see. And um, and he is changed after oh, what happens. Oh, that's the old man. Yeah, yeah. he's changed <laughs> after what happens in this beginning part. And you, so you'll see different things that happen. But it centers around his life, basically, and his struggle for forgiveness for what he's done. And and all different things. So I don't need, doesn't need too much setup because this is the very beginning of the movie. Nice subtitles too. I'm not going to murder you. 
What's that? A joke? I suppose we'll have to trust each other. I didn't kill anyone. I'm a thief. I stole food. I stole what I paid for it. Nineteen years and change. So they let me out and they give me a yellow passport. What can I do with the yellow passport? I have to go to my parole officer in Dijon and then what? Starve to death? <laughs> Nineteen years. And now the real punishment for kids. <laughs> Man can be unjust. Man, not God. All right, whoever you are, thank you. A meal and a bed to sleep in. A real bed. And in the morning, I'll be a new man. our guest last night? Oh, yes. After we searched his knapsack, he found all this silver. He claimed <laughs> that you gave it to him. Yes. Of course I gave him the silver away. But why didn't you take the candlesticks? That was very foolish. Madame Gillot, fetch the silver candlesticks. They're worth at least 2,000 francs. Why did you leave them? Hurry. Monsieur Valjean has to get going. He's lost a lot of time. Did you forget to take them? Are you saying he told us the truth? Of course. Thank you for bringing him back. I'm very relieved. Release him. You're really letting me go. And you understand the bishop? Madam, you don't offer these men some wine. They must be thirsty. Don't ever forget it. You've promised to become a new man. Promise? Why are you doing this? Jean Valjean, my brother. You no longer belong to evil. With this silver, I bought your soul. 
have ransomed you from fear and hatred. And now I give you back to God. Um, I know that was a little longer than we usually watch for it, but, but um, I wanted you, I asked you to think about um, love is a response. How did we see that in that clip? Even though he stole from him, he still, like, helped him. Right. But <coughs> the man, the convict. John Belzron. Right, I cannot pronounce that. <laughs> like, you can see in his eyes that, like, you know what respects or loves the bishop because of what the bishop did for him. Right. Yeah. And there's, that's why I said there's so many different levels of this going on here. It's why I chose this clip because um, when we're talking about the book of John, it always talks about God's love for us. And then it says, now love others. It's our response. And so we see this in that the bishop knows that he is forgiven. He's a, a man of God, if you want to call him that. And so when he is, you know, Jean Valjean, he gives him violence. You know, he, he punches him, knocks him out, steals all his stuff. What does he do? He returns in love. And then, like you said, so there's like God's love for the bishop. And instead of revenge, which goes back and forth and back and forth, it's like this line that's always being passed on. So the bishop is loved by God, so he forgives Jean Valjean, who then understands the bishop's love for him, like you said, and also God's love, really, from this. Because the bishop demonstrated forgiveness and God's love. And so, for the entire rest of the movie, you guys know you've seen it, like the rest of the movie is the story of him basically being the new man. You know, like, you know, he, he becomes this famous town, you know, mayor and like all this stuff. And it's really a story of him like struggling to find forgiveness for what he is and really ultimately finding, you know, that... Um, God does love him and he is forgiven. And then there's the other guy in the movie, the yeah. inspector, Javet, who is, he's, um, when they were, when um, he was writing this book, the book that goes with this, he really meant um, for the inspector to stand for law and Jean Valjean to stand for grace. So the inspector, he's always about, you do exactly right, you commit a crime, you go to jail. Jean Valjean, he's all about grace. And you see that thing that happens with the lady later, you know, they kicked her out of the factory, but he shows grace. And why? Because he was shown love, and it changed him. So that's what I'm talking about here. Love is a response. And I, this is just a great clip to show that. How should it be working in our lives? You know, you, do we just wait for someone to love us? Yeah, we could do that, I guess. But as Christians, when we're shown God's love, and we know that forgiveness, it changes us. And it makes us able to do that. Which leads us to the second part. Loving others is a way of life. <clears throat> It's not just a, um, okay, it's Sunday, it's Friday. I'm going to love people now, um, but not my little brother, because <laughs> he's annoying. I have a little brother, too. And three, three older siblings. Yeah, I have three older siblings, too, who beat on me. But 1 John 3.16, it says, This is how we know what love is. We actually read this verse for a different one. Jesus Christ laid his life down for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? 
Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. So what is he saying here? He's taking it a step further. He says it's not just words. It's not just saying, I love you, I appreciate you. It's not just encouraging people. It's also doing things. It's serving them. It's helping them, giving them when, to them when they're in need. And, and this is really serious. Um, the thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about this being a way of life is there's that part in the Gospels where Jesus, they ask, um, Jesus, how many times should we forgive our brother who sins against us? Is it seven times? And he says, no, I tell you 70 times seven times. So is Jesus saying that you need to, if someone does something to you, you should forgive him 490 times? I think we all realize that that's not what he's saying. Because one day, all of a sudden, April's like, that's it, Rachel. 491. You're going dead. Yeah. three. It's like three strikes, you're out. No, I said what you said to me. If she, no, after my tennis, you're like, you strike down. Anyway, <laughs> we, all know, we all know what Jesus is saying. Well, this is one of the hard things that Jesus said that we kind of try and sweep under the rug. We kind of like don't want to do it because it sounds really bad. Because I, I've heard lots of people say this, and it's kind of like an older expression, but like, you know, I'll forgive someone, but I'm not going to be a doormat. Basically, we're like, they're treated badly, and they're like, I'll forgive him, but I'm not going to trust him again. And I'm like, well, you know what? That's not what the Bible says. In fact, it says God, who has absolutely no reason to trust us, says he's forgotten our sins. He's separated them as far as the east is from the west. And so people are like, oh, I'm not going to let people walk all over me. Well, that's really what it's saying. It's saying, as a Christian, be a doormat. You should be known, if, if for nothing else, for your forgiveness. People will say, oh, you know what? She just lets people take advantage of her all the time. Great. <laughs> you know what? If it's about forgiveness, that is absolutely... Don't be gullible. Don't be stupid. And, like, you know, just getting ripped off on things because you're a dummy. But be known for forgiveness. Be known for love. And that it really is saying, you know, let people take advantage of your forgiveness because you have been forgiven even much more than you could ever forgive them. That's the response again. And... It's, it's not just this one-time response. Jean Valjean, it turned into a way of life for him. His life changed. He said, Jean Valjean, you remember, you are a new man. I have purchased you. I give you back to God. You are new now. Um, and I feel it's not love for friends. Did you see that? Drawing? <laughs> it's okay. How are you going to respond, April? <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, see? Yeah. Last of all, Loving others is freedom. And then that bottom blank there, um, they kind of tie together. Loving others means forgiveness and community. I want to give you that one because they kind of go together. Here's what I mean about this. Um, forgiveness and what? Loving others is freedom. And loving others means forgiveness and community. Here's what I mean by this. is that when we come here as a church... I remember it was like growing up in church. It's not always, it's not usually even, I would say, the way you feel like it should be. You know, a lot of ways, sometimes it's just like like school or whatever, and you have to be cool, or I, I don't know. You know, we're a pretty small group, so things are pretty laid back. <laughs> Obviously, we've all done something dumb in front of everyone else here at some point. <laughs> um, but what I'm trying to say about this is that when when we as believers as a community, a church, a group of believers comes together, we don't, there's freedom, 
because we don't have to fear. Remember a couple of weeks ago I said, um, I used the verse in First John where it says, there is no fear in love because fear has to do with punishment. So we can love without fear. And what that means is this. We can forgive others because we're forgiven. We don't judge others because we know that we're not judged. Okay, so God looks at you, looks at you, and you know who you are inside. You know the things that make you feel like crap when you feel like a failure or you feel like whatever. And we've talked to, I've talked about this so many times that our identity is in Jesus. When we are His children, that's who we are. God loves us. And so we don't judge others. We know who we are inside. We know how awkward and stupid we've been in the past or are now. And so we can love others. We can love people who are unlovable. If this person struggles with a sin, you know what? We have too. So we don't have to be afraid to love that person. They, you know what? They don't understand some things in the Bible. We don't really either. But God will teach us both. And that person doesn't have to fear either. They can come here. And they know that they can be accepted and forgiven. Why? Because loving others, this way of life, this forgiveness and community thing, it's, it's not about fear. It's about freedom. It says, the truth will set you free, the Bible says. Well, what does that mean? The truth of the gospel is that we are forgiven, that we can't do anything to make ourselves cool, to make ourselves better. God has done that for us. And that is freedom. That's freedom. Freedom isn't doing whatever you want. Freedom is doing what is good for you, that will grow you, that will make you more like Jesus. And it's freedom from fear, and that's what we're talking about here. Because I know, uh, you know, I hated middle school. (laughs) Really, I try and just block it out. Because it was a bad time for me, because I was very awkward. Heck, I'm still awkward. (laughs) But I was the biggest dork ever. Like, there is no end to the depths of my dorkiness. But um, I got made fun of a lot because I was kind of a sickly kid in elementary school. I always had to stay in during recess in the winter because I always got sick. And I say I've read books and people always make fun of the kid that stays inside and read books, you know. Um, and so I, I remember what this is like very vividly. Um, and I didn't know Jesus then. I didn't have that assurance that I was loved, and that I was accepted. And it, you know what? It changed me when I found that. When I, when I really first understood, well, what does it mean that I know Jesus? It was freedom. I didn't know my heart could feel the way that it did. Because it was so changing to me. And that's what I mean by loving others is freedom. It's a way of life. It's forgiveness. It's, um, it's a response. And that's why we did it last, because really this is kind of like, in a way, it's not the pinnacle. God's love for us is the pinnacle. John is very clear about that. But this is our response to that. You know, you hear something and you don't just let it go. You know, it doesn't just go in one ear and out the other. John's saying you can't just let that happen. You can't just let this run through your heart and be like, oh, good, God loves me. This is like the best thing ever. I'm so happy. It's like I have pillows stuffed with rainbows. Uh, Like... He's saying, <laughs> he's saying, you need to. There needs to be a response to that. When you know God, there will be response. It will happen, and so he's encouraging them to do that. John, you know, he taught us a lot about love, and I hope that you've learned from this series. I know that I've learned a lot. It's got me thinking about a lot, 
if you miss some and you want to listen to some, I know not a lot of people do this, but you can listen to them online and stuff. They're on our website if you want to I go back to some. To oh, really? What did you listen to? I don't remember. Yeah, you know what? My goal as your youth leader is not to make you remember everything I say, because I know I don't remember hardly anything my youth leader said, but I remember that what he said helps me to think about things differently and helps me to change things. So, you know what? Go ahead and listen to it and forget what I said. But hopefully it hit your heart a little bit. That's fine with me. Um, so let's pray, and then I have some announcements, and we'll be done. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your love, and put in our hearts to respond to that, to respond to you in love and adoration, but also to respond in love for others our brothers and sisters here in the church, in school, wherever that is. Jesus, we want to forgive like you. We want to keep forgiving. We want to know your grace. Bring your grace, the good news, the message of your salvation to our hearts in a way that's practical every day. It's so easy to just say, I did that when I was saved, and just forget it when we live. But Jesus, we want to know you. We want to remember your grace and and live our lives according to that. When we praise you, it changes the way we live. Um, And we just thank you so much for your sacrifice and everything that is and everything that means to us. Your name is so sweet to us, Lord Jesus. To your name we pray. Amen.